ready when you are, Goose. I'm ready. Oh, man. You get to be Maverick in this situation? I'm sorry. And I'm Goose? <laughs> I probably should be Goose. No, it's actually very accurate. I'm a, I'm definitely a Goose. <laughs> Does that make me Iceman? <gasps> you yes. are Iceman. Oh, the Iceman I'll take it. Coming. Now I'm like jealous it. of the Iceman. The Ice Woman coming. I like Thank it a lot. Welcome to Breast Cancer is Boring with Thank Jocelyn you. and Lauren and special guest star Katie. That's right. <laughs> Katie's here. Katie, the Iceman Fantastic. <laughs> do, 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 do. I don't know what that theme music is because it's not <laughs> ours and it's definitely not Top Gun. Um, so Katie does not have breast cancer. Womp womp. I know. Boring. Oh, goodness. Boring. <laughs> we don't hold it against her. Because Katie can relate on a level that no one else can relate on when we talk about shitting. I don't know how I feel about being on the episode titled Shit, but Mm. I think I feel pretty good about it. I think you should feel really good about it. You know? For sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a special, special episode. (laughs) This is a very special edition. (laughs) Yes, special episode. Because let me tell you, there is no one out there. Like, there's no shit page on the Susan G. Komen website. Nope. And there really should be. Call the American Cancer Society and say, oh, yeah, hi, I'm here to speak to the shit specialist. Yes, thank you. Oh, yes, I will hold. There's like none of that. So it's like all up to us. And that's why we're here. That's right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So i like to know a little bit about Katie's story since, you know, you're our special guest today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me to mm. talk about shit. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So I have Crohn's, not breast cancer, but mm. that results in a lot of bowel things. So uh, what do you want to know? The whole story in like five seconds? Um. Yeah. Like, okay, let's do origin story. Yeah. Like, how did you find out you had Crohn's? Yeah. And what did you do? And lead us all the way up to where you are now. Okay. So um, as I became a freshman at UT, I started having this horrible abdominal pain, which actually started in high school. But, you know, formerly I went to the Dr. Fortin College and ended up in an ER that will rename or yeah. remain <laughs> nameless. <laughs> Definitely not the one we currently work at. Definitely not that one. No, no. Um, and they diagnosed me with Crohn's after a couple of trips and, you know, thinking potentially I had appendicitis and all kinds of other things. So I've had it for about 13 years now. Um, what else do you want to know? What, like, what is Crohn's and what, Okay. what do you have to do when you have Crohn's? Like, yeah. So Crohn's is an autoimmune disease that attacks the bowel, and so it presents in different ways with different people, Um, but mine is distal small bowel, so mine is 
primarily nausea, vomiting, bloating, um, and I have less diarrhea than people who have uh, Crohn's that affect the colon. They have far more diarrhea. Um, but mine, you know, comes in waves. Every once in a while, I'll have a nice little flare. Leads to some fun times, but, you know, comes and goes. So I take an immunosuppressant uh, biologic medication, and I've kind of been on many of them throughout my journey trying to figure out what works. Um, but right now I'm in a good place. Try to eat clean, as clean as possible. Um, limit stress, air quotes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we all laugh yeah, heartily. Yeah, 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 because that doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I've never had to have surgery, fortunately. Many people have had parts of their bowel removed, so I feel very fortunate to never have had to experience that. Yeah, no kidding. Yet, yeah. So... Um, you have to get infusions, right? I do. Yeah. So every eight weeks, what I'm on right now is Intivio. I've done Rimicade. I've done Humira shots that I self-inject. Um, and actually, Intivio that I'm on right now is only every eight weeks. It's a 30-minute infusion and very few side effects. So I feel fortunate that this drug has come along and works well for me. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's so. really awesome. Yeah. But I'm sure the steps leading up to you learning about what your diagnosis should be was probably pretty difficult. Yeah. Like I was trying to yeah. find a really good word, but nothing could come. <laughs> nothing yeah, was coming. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was 18 when I was diagnosed, so of course I went through many, many years of denial of just, you know, doing the college thing, taking my medicines, and felt like, you know, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then at some point it does finally hit you that, okay, this isn't going to go away, so... Let me just deal with it. So when you talk um, about eating clean, like what kind of mm-hmm. practices have you changed? So I eat gluten-free, but that's probably more of just like a let me take control kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it doesn't, there's really no literature out there that says either way that that um, impacts Crohn's. But I don't eat a lot of junk food, processed food. I try to stay away from it as much as possible. Um, but like you said earlier, sometimes you just want to live. So, you know, sometimes you just want to live. Just do man. whatever and suffer the consequences. But mm-hmm. for the most part, for me, it's it's more about like stress and kind of what's going on in my life versus, you know, one specific food trigger or something like that. Um, but most of the time, I, you know, feel good. I live my life. I have a few flares that result in funny stories here and there. And yeah, you know, <laughs> I really clung to those stories in the <laughs> early days. Good. And I don't remember like, okay, the chemo shits are like shits I've never experienced before in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I had yeah. a parasite once, like a full blown parasite that I got from eating at a Chinese buffet in kansas city so like i I didn't even go anywhere cool or exotic and that was so bad like i was hallucinating at one point oh my god so and and i still have never had shits like chemo shits yeah Mm. and there are a lot of side effects to chemo Mm -hmm. and i wrote them all down actually I think I wrote them all down. I don't know. And I know we're going to do a whole episode about chemo, but I just want to run through all the side effects so that there's a real understanding and respect for just how prominent the shitting is. <laughs> <laughs> because other side effects that I definitely did have were 
hair loss, obviously. I got folliculitis, which means my entire scalp erupted in sores that were weepy and would bleed, and they itched so bad, and they were so painful. It was so bad. You were lucky with that one. I didn't get that one. Oh. Uh, you didn't get that at all? No, but, I mean, my head hurt mm. when I still had hair in it that needed to come out still. Oh, yeah, it felt like little that. needles in my head. But I never, I never, got, I didn't have the luxury of weeping sores on my head. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Well, I cured it myself by doing the thing that we tell people not to do, which was Googling it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but more on that later. Okay, there's fatigue, which is pretty crippling. There's mouth sores, which I got at first Ooh, until yeah. I realized how much I had to do, like the salt and, and baking soda rinse. Mm -hmm. There was nausea. Mm -hmm. I didn't vomit. I don't think I vomited once at all it was just rushing through me so quickly it didn't have time to come back yeah. it was nausea but i always felt like that was well controlled with oh. my little pill box not for you no no nausea upon nausea like i could i sustained at a very like solid nausea level constant it was just when it would peak i could control the peaks with some of the meds but it would never go away completely really? ever mm -mm. what did no. you have because i had zofran mm -hmm. the swallow tabs i had zofran mm -hmm. the disintegrating tabs and i had compazine mm -hmm. i did too you had all those things mm -hmm. you know what it just occurs to me doesn't zofran cause constipation it can I should have just been taking Zofran every damn day. Yeah. And I never thought of that. Even with that, that didn't help. It didn't help. Yeah. No. They tried to tell me that they thought I had C. diff. I was like, no, I oh, have please. cancer, not right. C. diff. I yeah. have had C. diff, actually. You upon, have? Upon my, upon my, oh my initial God. diagnosis. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So that was the pleasure. Explain. Wow. What is, yeah. what is well, C. Well, I didn't. No. Okay, well, C. diff is basically when a normal bug in your gut takes over and, and runs wild, and so you get this watery diarrhea, abdominal pain, cramping, nausea sometimes. But I had no idea I had C. diff because I just had Crohn's, right? So I was like, man, I really don't feel good. I'm in the hospital. I'm so skinny. And they're like, and now you're on full-on contact precautions because you have C. diff. I so I did. I have. Oh Check that one off the list. But, you know, for me, it didn't feel any different because I was already bloated and nauseous and having diarrhea and, you know. So, so, so what same. if everyone had to gown to come see me? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. You are such a shit veteran. Yes, You right? really are. It wasn't oh. that bad. I mean, you know, I'm sure people have had it way worse. But, yeah, so that was. That's oh a whole other level. Yeah, but, you know, they make a pill for that. So Sure. Sure they do. Yeah, yeah we got through that, that one. Isn't yeah. it flagile now? Yeah, I, d I, I think or I just It was flagile. Sometimes it's, what, P.O. Bank at times oh, if it's really bad. I think I did I the flagile. I can't remember. That was literally my initial diagnosis. Yeah. Did the flagile work for you? It did. Mm -hmm. It did not work for me. It did, did not work mm -hmm. for you. No. Yeah. No, I had all of, of the... The stoppers. That's why they were like, we think you have C. diff. I was like, no, I don't. It's just my cancer regimen that is killing oh, my colon yeah, and my mostly. gut. Yeah. Yeah. Just creates 
A real streamlined process. Mm. Yeah, streamlined. Say. That is Can't exactly. <laughs> I love really it. Really get them on efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, streamlined. Okay, so yeah, shitting obviously, eye dryness, or mm-hmm. eye, and then eye watering. So mm-hmm. I would get chemo, and then mm-hmm. for a week, my eyes would be so dry I could hear them mm-hmm. clicking every time I like blinked. Oh. And so I would have to use eye drops, and then they would weep. Just mm-hmm. like constantly, I'd be trying to put myself together, trying to put eyeliner on, and I'd mm-hmm. keep brushing it away anyway. Um, a metallic taste in the mouth. Everything tasted like metal. That was enjoyable. And uh, dirt. And dirt. Dirt. Well, you had the dirt. Very much dirt. I And soap. Oh. Soap. Soap, Water yes. tasted like soap. Oh Everything just God. tasted like, like metal to me. Like heavy detergent. Whoa. And so food gross. did not taste good to you, right? No. I would put food in my mouth and... And my first reaction would be to spit it out. Mm. Like, oh, it See, was just like think... I grabbed a pile of dirt and just shoved it in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> you must have had a more advanced, like, self-preservation <sighs> than me because food never didn't taste good. <laughs> what? Never. Water tasted like metal, but food just yeah. tasted like food. No. I feel like I know how you feel because when my Crohn's was at its worst – that was mine was nausea vomiting and bloating and also just anything I put in my mouth I just instantly wanted to spit it out but fortunately it comes in waves like there's still times that I'm like okay no eating today but then I feel like when I feel good is when I'm like give me all the food you know you develop the the flip side where you can do nothing but eat lots of food all the time yes because you feel good and then it just explodes out of you (laughs) And you don't, oh, the, the, uh, God, the rate, the betrayal, it's rage and betrayal, but the betrayal of eat what feels good is so goddamn real. Like <laughs> everything felt good to eat. Like I would eat and I would immediately feel relief because I was so hungry. And then within 20 30 minutes not even that all long, it took girl. it didn't take that long oh no Mm-mm. oh my god the cycle was fast it was fast oh. and then what other okay wait yeah there's only i had foot and hand sensitivity like my fingers and my toes mm-hmm. just like were they like t- typing hurt and like being in shoes mm-hmm. hurt and like everything but mostly shitting 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 is what i had and the black fingernails okay, that was you me you had that mm-hmm Mine just started splitting across, like halfway down, all the way across, and mm-hmm. then like just releasing from the nail bed, but they oh never went God. black. Yes. And you got an infection in your finger. I did. I had to have my fingernail removed completely. Rancid. That was, oh. that was painful. Yeah. And it's so weird because, you know, as a cancer patient, you have like lots of different things poking you and lots of surgeries and lots of all that other sudden but one of the worst things was to have my fingernail removed that was oh really crappy that sounds awful and that really is definitely crappy. nothing you ever think about and I was I was definitely on a phase where I was just feeling really bad for myself I was like and my fingernail <laughs> my fingernail <laughs> the nail. oh and um you know well I also suffered the um blood clot yeah, you had a blood mm-hmm. clot I in still your port. I still you have a still blood clot. You still have one. Mm-hmm. My internal jugular. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just hanging out there. It is chilling. Just, oh just being cool. I got to be on blood thinners for three months. That was fun. Ugh. 
I'm basically mm-hmm. on a blood thinner now. It's called Kedsila. Right. Uh, very effective. <laughs> <laughs> My platelets have been as low as 50. <laughs> There's 61 right now. I had a massive nosebleed this morning. Every time I do yoga, when I come home, I have a nosebleed. Oh. What is that all about? Is it just like being upside down and like jiggling things around in there or what? Maybe. This is not like acrobatic yoga either. This is very basic is hot flow yoga? classes. It is. It's... Oh, do you think it's because it's a heated room? Maybe it's like and dilating it's everything. I don't oh, know. Okay, maybe that could be that it. That just mm-hmm. doesn't sound good. It almost never. It's so good. It's JJ's class. I can't oh. miss that. Have you met JJ? I you guys, not. I do yeah. have to quickly mention that on my today's list that I have from Sweet Jocelyn, mm. the very first line is from a Dr. Seuss book called oh, the shit, you will shit. <laughs> and I read that, and I'm so sorry to interrupt your your yoga session, but I can't help but laugh and really make that, that really made my day, you know, I, that's I the, feel like. That's the children's book I want to write. Oh, the we shit, need you to, will shit. Yeah, I really should probably write it with someone who has kids, but, like, we should have, we should do, um, this is like another like project we should do, but like a line of children's books for children whose moms or dads get cancer. And it would be like a Dr. Seuss style of like <laughs> why they're, you know, why they're losing their hair. Why does it sound like they're dying in the, it's like a version of everybody poops. Why is mommy in the potty right. all the time? Oh, the shit's you shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a relationship with your toilet. I, I sure did. Mm -hmm. I sure did. I got, so I was prepared. I was prepared to be constipated. I remember you saying that. Okay. And I don't know where I got this idea from, but I was. Because you, I remember right after I met you, we talked about this because you had had one treatment and I was so like, what is going on? And then all that came full circle mm-hmm, <laughs> that mm-hmm. you were like you were doing high fiber or something. Yep. I was on Miralax. <laughs> right. So I go into my first chemo and I've had a huge least, mistake, by the way, <laughs> right? at least four days of Miralax, which cause I thought, Oh, I'm going to be so constipated. Um, yeah. And I get infused and then, you know, three days go by and I'm okay. Like I feel all right. You know, no hair has fallen out yet because that takes a little while mm-hmm. and I'm not not really that nauseated. It's fine. So I it's a Tuesday and it's after work and eat what feels good. And what what felt good was P. Terry's. Ooh. So I went to P. Terry's. <laughs> Yummy. Yikes. For those of you who don't know, it's like it's it's in and out burger. It's, it's just like a <laughs> burger place in and out burger that. It just occurs to me right now that would have been the most appropriate thing for me to have gotten. Right. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Real fast know, in and out. Yeah. They make good on their promises. Um, but no, P. Terry's is like local. It's great. It's never frozen meat or whatever. So I get a cheeseburger and fries and maybe a chocolate shake. I think I just went, I was like, this all sounds great. And I have cancer and I'm supposed to eat what feels good. I'm like in this weird in-between space where I'm not totally in denial anymore, but I'm also just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, I eat all of that. And that was the first thing that just came right out of me. 
just mm. and when I say like came out, I don't mean like it just kind of walked out <laughs> or it like rolled out <laughs> or it slid out. I mean, it was my body was at the same time like yanking it out and trying to retain it. And so it was like I just imagined like some invisible force pulling it out and then it the shit with its long fingernails oh, just digging into my colon and scraping along <laughs> as it came out in protest. That's what it felt like. And the real, the real son of a bitch part of it is, and it, I don't know if this is true of Crohn's, but like, you know, when you eat something wrong and you have crazy massive diarrhea, when it's all finished, you know that feeling you get like, oh, it's out. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like a relieved feeling. That doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen. You do it and you like, you can't tell if it's over, (laughs) but like you can't just sit there anymore because like you're dizzy and you're nauseated now. That definitely Mm. caused nausea. I'm remembering that now. Mm -hmm. So you go back to bed and you lay down and maybe like you get a couple of minutes and then you have to go back and that's like three or four times every time. Mm -hmm. But no. So what's Crohn's like? Well, I would imagine it's very different for everyone. Like I have a friend who at her worst would have diarrhea like 12 times a day every day. And that was just her normal life. She just planned her life around oh it. Oh my God. But I mean, I've only had that experience once with Shalotsky's, fortunately on the side of the road. So that was fun. Um, oh, we just lost them as a sponsor. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't blame it on them though. Many, many times I've had my Shalotsky's and it's gone over really well, but oh. this one time did not. Mm. But yeah, it, it just depends. There's usually that feeling of relief. Like I feel better now. Okay. But, you know, if things are really bad, then no, it just, you know, keeps going. But never like that. Like what you guys are describing, I cannot empathize with because it usually does like, you know, the episode ends and then you feel a little bit better and, Mm -hmm. you know, it stops. Eventually they'll give you something like a steroid or they change your meds a little bit and you can kind of get control over it. But no, that sounds terrible. I mean, it didn't, it would last for... At first, it only lasted a few days, and then as subsequent treatments went on, it would come on earlier mm-hmm. and kind of, it would take a much longer time to taper off. But it mm-hmm. wasn't like the full, however many months it took to get through chemo from September to through December. Forever. I guess through the early January. Yeah, it felt like forever. Mm-hmm. But it's not like every day that was happening. Mm-hmm. It was it was like a third a third of the time. The mm-hmm. first week out of the three weeks, basically. I remember mm-hmm. that. I remember, remember? I, I needed to check in on you on the first week, a few yes. days after, maybe. I felt like after. it was yes. a few days after the treatment. I was like, yes. okay, I need to check on Jocelyn because mm-hmm. she's probably on the toilet <laughs> this mm-hmm. entire week. Really miserable. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how I found out because I didn't know before that you had Crohn's. I oh, didn't really? Know. I, no, I don't. I don't think so because I didn't yeah. anticipate it. And then we were talking about this yeah. at some point. And then you told me a story about what had happened to you <laughs> in one of your episodes. And I was like, oh, my God, this this person knows exactly what I'm going yeah. through. And no one else, no one else did. No mm-hmm. one else could get on that level with me yeah. who, who, you know, I mean, Lauren, you could, but like who didn't have breast cancer you know sure and again these these kind of 
cancer support groups and, and fundraising entities who they want to match you up with like a mentor or like a, um, a peer to help you out. But those people aren't going to be talking about shitting <laughs> their brains out. They, mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it just, I don't know. I know. I, I feel like every time I met with you during your treatment and told you all these things, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm scaring her. What am I doing? Like I would come out of there going like, Oh, what did I do? I just, cause I word vomit. And for me, like, I just felt like there were so many things that I was like, she has to know. Yeah. She has to know. Somebody has to tell her because mm-hmm. I didn't like not knowing. And like, you know, I was, somebody has to say it. So I just, oh, poor Jocelyn had to listen to I know. I'm so glad you said it too. Because I would drive away from those. <laughs> and I had a Google document and it's called Conversations with Lauren. Because, you know, we'd met... <laughs> one time before that time and so I didn't know like where this was gonna go but like and I would write down everything you had told me because I took it as fact I just took it as like these are things that's gonna happen and it was true everything and no one else was telling me this no one else I was hoping a lot of those wouldn't happen but yeah I, mean, I was like, I was like, well, these things are happening to me. So just yeah. in case, but I do remember very clearly. So Jocelyn and I met, um, at race for the cure mm-hmm. a couple years ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, a year ago. Oh yeah. Just one year. Right. Oh, Isn't okay. that crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've known each other for so long. <laughs> No, I'm like, two years. Has mm-hmm. it been two It's years? an accelerated It is an accelerated. Uh, I mean, I, I think so. I think so. Because now we're here talking about shit together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is very... I mean, you two are like literally the only people in my life, I think, that I can do this with. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I saw her there, I like, for some reason, it was like a little magnet. And I was like, I need to know this girl. And it was so bizarre because I spilled your coffee. Oh, yeah. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. I spilled that your coffee. That was my fault, too. I was trying to do so. I spill things. I spilled coffee on myself last week. Yeah. Like, it's a thing that I do. Okay. Yeah. Then it was a combined effort. <laughs> yeah. But I was just like, I need to know you. She was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, all right. <laughs> it was funny. You literally said that. I mm-hmm. remember. But I trusted awesome. you because you were wearing a t-shirt that said, oh, that's right. Hell yes, they're fake. The real ones were trying to kill me. Oh, my God. I <laughs> love yes, I did that. wear that t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I never, you know, it was my first in the initiation into true breast cancer culture right mm-hmm. there. And... You know, there are a lot of different sides to that culture, and the dominant side is very positive and very pink and very, you know, the picture of the woman with her arms in the air smiling, and and I was not feeling mm-hmm. that way at that time. So to have someone in a black T-shirt mm-hmm. <laughs> with that on it, I was like, I can meet you where you're at right now, actually. Yeah. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. I can do this part of it. Yeah. yeah. Love it. So that was nice. <laughs> um, okay. So Crohn's shits, you get that relieved feeling? Yes. Okay. I do. Yeah, usually. Yeah, usually, like, if I'm having um, a bad day that comes out of nowhere. Mm. 
the hard part is, is like I can never gauge when it's going to happen. And right. so like randomly we're driving to the coast one time and stop and get lunch and in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like been feeling fine for months and months and months. And then all of a sudden you start sweating yes. and you're like, oh, my God, everything you see in a movie where they're like shaking and sweating because there's nothing you can do. It's all true. But then, you know, mm-hmm. usually once you take care of all of that, you're good. And it does end, you know. So, unfortunately, there are, you know, the opposite exists for Crohn's where the meds they give you generally make you feel better, not worse. So, yeah. Yeah. But but you do feel some relief. At least I do. I'm sure mm-hmm. there are people who don't who have it far worse. But, yeah, you just it's very unpredictable and we'll just call it a sense of urgency that yeah. when it happens, you really need to take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. That know. sense of doom. Exactly. That you get. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Exactly. Wherever you are, just stop and find somewhere. And just find somewhere to Very quickly, <laughs> especially after you've had children. I, I don't know if you had your children before, but there's not a whole lot of tone and it, it becomes harder to really wait. So, right. You know. mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wait. You mean physiologically? Yes. Oh, yeah. It okay. becomes much harder to actually just wait it out. Really? Yeah. So, I knew, so <laughs> from watching television and mostly comedies, I know that like retain, like dribbling a little bit with urine is, is normal, but I did not know <laughs> that like your rectal tone or like the ability to like, I did not know that. No idea. Mm-hmm. Why is that? No what does idea. it got to do with that? I mean, all that sitting pressure in that area yeah. for so long like you know like the baby is like heavy in there yeah and like just so. the yeah pressure of mm-hmm. and then childbirth ooh, it's amazing oh, yeah. <laughs> i mean that's why a lot of women poop when they give birth i also did not know that yeah. before nursing school yeah. before my rotation i was not prepared it's ah, a beautiful thing. They uh, they had that lady up in the stirrups. Oh no! And I was like, all right, well, this is when a baby comes out. And then they took this bag, and like fashioned it underneath of her. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I wonder what. Oh, <laughs> stuff just like all in a heap. It was baby. It was blood. It was fluid, and it was like feces all dumping into this bag. And I was like. The miracle of childbirth. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. It's true. It just. <sighs> yes. I. That's the thing is like, yeah, you know, I've been su- through some things now and I, you know, cancer is painful at times, but sometimes I think like, because one of my friends got pregnant at the same time I found out, she found out she was pregnant at the same time I found out that I was, I had cancer. So I would joke with her that we both had tumors. They were just very different. (laughs) And that (laughs) both of our tumors were going to have to come out and it was going to be painful. And I felt like I'm going to feel like shit for a while and you're going to feel like shit for a while. But at the end, you know, our tumors will come out and our life will go on and I'll get a boob job and you'll get a boob job. And, you know, it'll be (laughs) it'll be fine. And I often think to myself, like, I played this game, this would this weird would you rather game, and I don't know why my mind does this, but it's like, would you rather have to have two children, <laughs> 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 or like 
breast cancer. Like Ooh. if you could, if, if you could go back and like at that time, like in July, 2018 and someone was like, look, you're, you're going to have to have breast cancer or you have to have two babies. Ooh. I, I can't tell you what I would like choose. two babies at once? No. In succession. Okay. Up to three years apart, we'll say. I think that's fair. And like a normal interval, right? Two to three years. Yeah. I do not know what I would choose. <laughs> and I, I'm dead serious. That is that is a tough decision. I mean, I love my children. Of course. But I get what you're saying. Because right? like they take my tumor out and they throw it away. Right. <laughs> but those tumors, <laughs> those tumors live on and you have to care for them and nurture them. And hope that they don't like grow up to be, I guess, like, I don't know, all kinds of things that kids can grow up to mm-hmm. be, right? I mean, having a well-rounded child and seeing that all the way through adulthood is kind of rare, right? It can be. Yeah. Can be. I mean, and have the babies all day. Yeah, totally. Really? Yeah. Yes. They wake you up all the time. That's okay. The crying yeah. and the like yeah nonsensical noises they make and mm-hmm. talk about shitting so i do have a little bit more about shitting that i do need to make sure that i bring up mm. is even though i did not experience constipation i had hemorrhoids like bleeding you did hemorrhoids yes yes that was a huge thing and it was so weird because people always ask me like, oh, well, you know, are you constipated? I'm like, no, I can't stop shitting myself like mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. At, in public places, too. So sorry. You know, public oh restrooms. That's the worst. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I also had like bleeding hemorrhoids that was like. Like, it looks like I had a baby in the toilet. Like, it oh, was insane. I think that's from having babies as well. Because, yeah, yeah di- constipation or diarrhea, it doesn't matter. Like, after you have those children, they're there, and mm-hmm. you name it, that decides to, you know, wake them up a little bit. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a bloody mess. It was really intense, too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe I need to call somebody about that. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Like, whoa, that is really, really, really intense. Should I be bleeding that much? (laughs) Yes. That is not fair. I'm sorry. I know it is not fair. Oh, my God. It is not fair. So you did not experience hemorrhoids. No, I don't think so. I mean, I remember moments, and I know I was making sounds, because I would be so... (laughs) we only very recently moved out of the studio apartment that we were in but but while this was going on we're in a 530 square studio apartment there's one bathroom there's one room so you kind of know like what's going on and i would be in there and i'm like trying not it's like the sounds that come out of you are involuntary it's not Mm -hmm. like you can control them and i'm making these sounds and like i don't realize i'm doing it but then i'll see his little feet, like, 
my husband's little feet under the door shuffling like the the light under the door is changing and it's like it's going to one side and and then he's going to the other side and like he doesn't know what to do and like and i and it, it occurred to me i was making noises but i remember one time it had gone through me like this i was this was like the fourth time i was back within like probably a 10 minute span and i just could not fathom it was like it felt like glass it Ooh, felt yeah. like shitting glass. And I was sitting Ugh. there and like, I'm whimpering. I think I'm crying at this point. I could not. Ugh. It was beyond my ability to even like comprehend that it would happen again. Like mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way I can handle. I can't handle it. So my body won't do it surely because like I literally can't handle this anymore. And then it would just like happen. Mm-hmm. But none of that glass ever caused me to bleed oh yeah just it was really painful yeah and it felt like it felt like i was being cut but i but i wasn't i mean they tell you to use like sits baths you know like mm-hmm. uh, like after you mm. had a baby and things like that for that but i felt like um it took a lot of energy at sometimes for me to even sit up vertically so to think to yeah mm-hmm. like i i didn't I could barely even lower myself to sit on the toilet and to sit up on like, which sounds ridiculous, but until you're at that point, um, you don't really even realize like how weak you are. Mm -hmm. It's weird because it's so gradual. The weakness comes on like just, you know, just chemo builds on itself. So the more you have, the worse you get. And I'm, I mean, there were times where I was like, how am I going to sit down on the toilet? Like, maybe I could get, like, crawl up from the ground onto it. God. (laughs) And it was so weird to think about that. Like, how am I going to? And I didn't even think that that was a weird thing to think about. I was just like, like, how am I going to get up on there and then also sit up long enough to, like, like, use the bathroom and then also, like, like the toilet paper felt so far away and I was like, how can I get it closer to me? Oh, oh. I mean, I, this is the way I live though. Like <laughs> I remember thinking, okay, now I've got to create new ways, like just how to care for myself. Cause yeah. um, my husband still had to work and I had my kids home. So I had to like, I could not rely my son was eight at the time. So I could not rely on my eight-year-old to like, you know, I didn't want him to see me that way. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. as much as I could prevent him from seeing me rolling around on the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I felt, I felt um, shame like around it. Like I call it shit shame. Like now that I understand what it is, mm-hmm. but like you, you do it and during it, you can't think of anything else except what's happening at that moment. And like, and you feel like it'll never end. It'll never end. And you keep telling yourself it's going to end. It's going to come out and it'll be over. But like, then I would come out of the bathroom and I would like give Sean the side eye and I would just be like, don't look at me. <laughs> just crawl into bed. I would pull the covers like completely over my entire body and he'd come over and be like, what's wrong? Nothing. Nothing's wrong. I know. God bless our husbands who have lived through that with us. Yeah. Yeah. How do you manage it? Well, I mean, fortunately, I'm 
probably by choice married a man who can handle that or maybe he's just grown to handle it Mm. but you know I had Crohn's when we met and I gradually introduced him to the concept (laughs) of a woman who was going to talk about her bowels all the time Mm. because that's just how you cope right you talk Mm. about it you joke about it But yeah, there's been things that he probably should not have had to witness, but he does. (laughs) And he still manages to find me attractive and and see me as a woman. (laughs) Yeah, like my experience following Shalotsky's. I mean, bless his heart, he was driving and had to facilitate that whole ordeal. So, you know, he just handles it like a champ. And (laughs) then we go on and act like that never happened. And (laughs) yeah. Joke lot. about it about a once every yeah. six months. Exactly. It's yeah. like shit under the bridge. Yep, exactly. 100%. Uh, mm, I'm so far now from that. Like, I didn't fully... While it's happening, you feel a certain way about it. And then as time goes on, it's like your your mind will rewrite the experience. Or like, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of like limit it. For you, I think it's like a self-preservation thing. But... Mm-hmm. I wrote down things from that time. Of course I did. And so I remember going back and I had like two different things. I would do like a narrative write up and then I had a spreadsheet that I was writing on to like a chronological recording of my (laughs) symptoms, which were mostly shitting my brains out. And it would be like, I just have in the last week gone back and read all of it. And I was like, God, I was super devastated by that. Like just totally conquered by it. Mm. And I would try to go back to work and we'd be sitting there at the lunch table. Oh man. And I was just eating like innocuous food, like a peanut butter sandwich. And all of a sudden I'd just be like, I have to go. And I would just pack everything and like barely make it to a bathroom that I thought might be nearby and might be free. Mm. And then like you're in there and you're just like, can I get home from here or is this going to happen too soon where yes. the, the drive is going to be too far? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like all these negotiations, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was the dominant feature of my, of my chemo regimen. I remember one time you told me, I think we were sitting in my office and you were having your latte or something, trying <laughs> to have your latte for the first time. And uh, you told me about an experience at the hospital where someone was waiting outside the bathroom oh for you. <laughs> and I forget oh the term God. that you used for that person that stands outside of a bathroom and waits for you to finish <laughs> what you're doing in there. And that was so funny to me. I mean, so sad, but so funny and so true because you're like, just go away, please. I, you know. So I can take care of this in peace. I there is a special, <laughs> special corner of hell. Maybe that's what you For said. people who pace outside of a bathroom <laughs> mm-hmm. in a very large facility where there are plenty of other bathrooms and, and it's like they just wait for you. There, There is a special like and that corner of hell is like much hotter than the other corners of hell mm-hmm. and it's pokier and it's way more painful. Mm-hmm. And I just if that's you stop doing it yeah like don't put that on people yeah because either way that it's going in there (laughs) if it's like if if you're having a difficult time getting something out or if it's (laughs) rushing out of you in in glassy torrents Mm -hmm. like either way you standing out there is not helping at all yeah the glassy waterfall will not come mm, out faster or slower or mm, more efficiently with you standing there yeah Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah. I didn't. I didn't appreciate it. I know. I'm sure. I know. (laughs) I did appreciate your joke, but you you know, yeah, I did. I did. Well, that and like the person that you have to face when you're walking out of there, like you don't (laughs) want to follow that show that I just put on in there. Right. Like you cannot one up that. No. Don't even try. And you want to like. You want to pull out like the Ace Ventura <laughs> moment where you're like, do not go in there. <laughs> but like at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, the kind of person who paces outside a bathroom that's occupied is not the kind of person who's going to find that hilarious, <laughs> which it is. So it's, it's a lose lose. It's true. Yeah. People need to stop doing that. Um, there were some tactics though that I find very, very helpful for shutting your brains out whether and I don't know if this matches up with like tactics for Crohn's or if this is very specific to chemo shits but what I had written down was and I can't read it because oh crying is the first thing crying (laughs) is very very effective cried on that toilet multiple times definitely um i also found audible whining grunting and death sounds to be <laughs> now that is really universal comforting. okay a hundred percent universal so you make grunting yeah and, and of course death noise sounds. helps did it help you i mean just really mm-hmm. take care you know just I let did, it out there were some times where especially if it was just me and my kids home i had i did need to be quiet because sure especially yeah. when my oldest oh. would be like mommy are you okay oh, oh great son i'm just door. doing my nails what yeah yeah just having some girl time he's like okay mommy it just sounds like you're not okay (laughs) i know this is just what girls do (laughs) he will be such a better man for that you know he will except he's gonna like every time his girlfriend is like yes we're just going to have girl time he's like i'm so sorry (laughs) Sounds terrible. Don't do it. You don't have to. Um, I don't. I don't think he remembers that. I really hope he no. doesn't. Uh, a heating pad, and Kim, who has been on the show, talked about like how she needed a twelve-step program to break up with her heating pad afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I found that highly relatable. But like heating pad in a fetal position with a pillow between like the knees is very helpful and then a blanket that's not like tucked into the mattress it's got to be a smaller blanket that can be thrown off easily for you to to make it back to the bathroom when it inevitably Mm -hmm. isn't finished and then oh back rubs helped yeah like Hmm. the whole setup fetal position heating pad blanket pillow back rubs who's giving you a back rub Sean's giving me oh, a back rub. Oh, okay. Because he's like, okay. And I'd just be like, back rub. <laughs> nice. Um, I did not have that luxury. No? No. Oh. Yeah, put those no. kids to work. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's there's two of them. That's four hands. I mean, they're not going to be very strong. It's going to be a no. shitty back rub. Mm-hmm. But like. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mommy needs to go and lay in her room alone. <laughs> Please. It's so different when you have children. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to experience no. any of it. No. Yeah. Your but husband, you I feel that? less sorry for my husband, you know, because he did kind of sign up for this. Like he, 
yours didn't, but mine did, you know. Yeah. He knew, so. No, he totally yeah. signed up for yeah. this, no matter, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. where this came yeah. from. He just yeah, just they know. signed up yeah. for this. They yeah, just had yeah. no idea they were signing up for this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah, your children, it's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most of the time my husband was at work, and I was home with the kids, mm-hmm. or especially during the summer, I had treatment, uh, part of my treatment during the summer when there was no school. So it wasn't like they would go to school and I would be at least home suffering on my own for a while. It was like I'd oh have to I can't manage the How did you kids. do that with children? Um, very I mean, tactfully. Geez. And I have ma- mega ninja skills. Like, we have two bathrooms, mm. so. <laughs> no. There was a shitting bathroom. <laughs> One was only mommy's bathroom. <laughs> That was, I told you, I have a relationship with my toilet. And it was like, I had all my setup in there, like every possible thing that I could maybe need. And like the lineup of drugs, you know, I actually took a picture of all of my drugs. This is so stupid, but I, I found them the other day because, you know, when you're done taking all of those or like, I was like, in a box they went and I was like, cause I did not want to yeah, see that shit anymore. anymore. I, mm-hmm. Like, and I found that box when I was cleaning up my room a while back ago and I lined them up against the wall and I swear I had at least two feet of drugs. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that is crazy. Just, just a ton. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, luckily my kids were also like, there's no way they would touch that. You know, that's my kids are never they've never been those kinds of kids like, oh, what is that? I want to mm-hmm. try it or try and open that bottle. Like my my kids were never or have never been like that. Yeah. I, I guess that there are, there might be some kids that are, but mine are certainly not that way. But I had that all set up in my bathroom with, you know, bottle of water. So because that's the only thing I could. I was not smart enough to keep the meds in the bathroom they were i was like i would be there and i'd be like oh god i'm gonna throw up now and like i'm already on the toilet so luckily it's a pretty small bathroom i could just lean over and vomit into the tub which was my plan of course but then i would be like yelling out like trying to like put on a very normal voice like babe um can i have a zofran please and then he would have to pass it through the door. And I was like, are your eyes closed? He's Aww. like, my eyes are closed. <laughs> like, don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, that's that whole thing. But all I had was Imodium. That's all I had to use. Yeah, I didn't. could have asked probably for something more, but. That didn't work for me. I took so much Imodium. It got to the point where it's like, I think I'm taking too much. Yeah. <laughs> I took eight in one day. And I thought, well. Oh, well, I mean, that's what I need, but there are better, there are better drugs for that. Mm. And I cannot tell you why I didn't insist on having them. Yeah. I can't even tell you why. Like every part of me that's logical and like the part of me that I am at work or the part of me that I was when I was a nurse, like it just goes out the window. Like you just, I didn't have it. Yeah. I didn't have it completely do you experience that oh absolutely like it's really hard to be a patient and a nurse all in the same body 
And then you think back on situations like, why didn't I say something? Or why didn't I, I know logically what the right answer was? I don't know why I allowed this to happen or play mm-hmm. out this way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when you become the patient, everything, like all of that goes away. It's very odd. I have to agree with that too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a nurse, but I you know, work in a hospital, which yeah. I'm around. You're savvy. I'm around you, it all the you're time. You're like very healthcare literate. But I'm also a terrible patient. Like, I, I'm the same way. Like, I forget things that you would, like, since you're in it, it is it is a very different perspective. Yeah. Very different. I think that's, like, one of those coping mechanisms that if you tell yourself, like, I got this, then maybe at some point you will, right? Like, you yes. just have to think that way. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I f- like to forget that I have Crohn's and have to deal with it. And then I think about it about, you know, every eight weeks when I have to go get my infusion. But yeah, completely like in everything, I don't want anyone to see me as this like helpless mm-hmm. person. You know, I'm always like, I'm fine. What are you talking about? Like, close the door. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. nothing to see here, you yeah. know. But yeah. And then it. I think when you're finally the patient and then you have a nurse is when you're like, OK, I'll, I'll be this person, you know. Like, mm-hmm. And then everything goes away. I gave a shout out to everybody in PACU, like by name, too, and be like, hey. And I'm like, how's it going today? And they're like, oh my God, she's so messed up right now. <laughs> yes. Like, she is so high right now. And I'd be like, how's your day going? Oh hey, thanks for the the ride like especially whoever like pushed my wheelchair around or whoever pushed my bed from one one place to another I'd be like you were awesome thanks man five stars yep I'd be like oh my god why did I do that (laughs) it's the drugs I was so high and I really really did give a shout out to literally everybody in there you're so much more entertaining as a high person Mm -hmm. I my surgeon describes my like post anesthesia persona as just a generalized not impressed (laughs) he says yeah you're just not impressed like with anything i would tell you something you'd be like okay like he was just like you weren't impressed with anything but that's not surprising (laughs) knowing you jocelyn like that's not surprising i'm just generally not impressed just generally cool Mm. as a cucumber you know (laughs) just not impressed Uh Oh. (laughs) oh i love that at times, that can be the perception of me. Yeah. Because I do not feel cool as a cucumber on the inside. Of course a not. A lot of times. Especially since they've been dicking around with my estrogen. That's a whole other thing. But, like, I feel a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. Hands hands are going up all around the room. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're with you, sister. <laughs> I am so in there. Uh, but not shitting my guts out anymore. But yeah. the thing is, you still might. Yeah. So I think my experience is different in that y'all's experience was so condensed and mm-hmm. so intense, mm-hmm. whereas mine is more, you know, like every year, maybe a few times a year, I have these really horrible episodes, be it vomiting, abdominal pain, diarrhea. And then for the most part, the rest of my life, I feel okay and, you know, go about my business and go to the doctor but it never – I don't think I've ever experienced something as intense as what you both went through. I mean, certainly in, like, these episodes, but then they stopped, mm-hmm. you know? So the worst for me was the abdominal pain, nausea, and vomiting, that feeling of not being able to eat and just, like, you don't even realize you're withering away until you get on the scale and you're 
so small. But and, and even that goes away. So it's like it's so spread out that you forget mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this isn't that bad. Like, I'm fine. And then an episode happens and it mm-hmm. goes away. So it never has been that intense, though, fortunately. Yeah. Like back to back to back. I mean, it is. So like I describe it like childbirth almost. You mm-hmm. would probably understand this, that like the pain is it almost feels like contraction. So like I feel it come on and then you, t- you know, take care of it mm-hmm. and then it goes away and then it comes back. But then it only lasts maybe a day or two days okay. and I'm back to OK. So it's not this like persistent week over week over week daunting feeling that this is never going to end right you know and then I get a few months of feeling really good so I don't know it's just you said something and it reminded me of like you know sometimes I have moments where I realize just how fucked up I am (laughs) and like (laughs) when I was getting chemo and I would be on like day four of shitting my brains out and I'd be like oh this hurts so much I'm so tired. Oh, my God. I look so skinny. Look how skinny I am. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. Go back to bed. That, like, yeah. Can't. Well, yeah, you got to take your explain. wins where you can get them. I mean, my God, if I never said it, at least Crohn's helps me stay skinny, I'd be lying. You know, like, you got to find the joy in life, even if it's a lifelong disease that you have to deal with, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never looked to that. I don't smoke. know if I remember thinking that. <laughs> okay, I guess it's just you, Jocelyn. It's just you. Yeah. I mean, but I didn't really have, like... I mean, I feel like maybe you had a little bit more reflection time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I think I've told you this before, but like in in the rank in the arbitrary rankings, so this is another fucked up thing about me. I have an arbitrary ranking system mm. um, that I put everyone with cancer in that I know. This is bad. Like I'm not a great person. I'm a okay person i'm a good person sometimes but i've never been like a great person but they're like things that like it kind of moves you around the totem pole in my mind and like you lauren you will always be above me because not just because of the additional complications you had but because the two children the two children like adds like an exponential number to your ranking like it's not even a plus or a times it's like an exponent and it, you just like shoot to the top because yeah. I can't, I really honestly cannot even fathom. I can't even fathom like the loss of alone time, the loss of anonymity, the loss of, or the feeling of, I can't take care of. I don't, so I don't even know. I, I can't even begin to comprehend. Yeah. Really that was can't. pretty massive. It was pretty massive. Also trying to figure out like, Okay, so I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. My four-year-old just thought my bald head was funny. So he was like, <laughs> he's like, oh, mommy, you look so cute. Aww. And would like pat my bald head. And he'd be like, it's so funny. Ha, ha, ha. And that was about it. Like, you know, it. there wasn't really like, luckily for him, he was, you know, he's four. He was like still in like imagination world and like he could put himself there and play with his toys and play with his brother and you know we would (laughs) 
<laughs> so here's one of the things that I would do to take care of my kids. So I would take a bubble machine because Lord knows I could not be blowing bubbles because I had no, like, I, I just, I'd be like, mommy more. And I'd be like, nope, once is all I got, kid. So I would have a bubble machine and I got one of those like really big jugs of bubbles, which I couldn't lift because I was so weak. But luckily I had an eight year old that was like, mommy, I'll fill it. And that was like, cause it would spill of course every time. And, but we were outside, so who cares? And, um, and my big kid was like really cool about like wanting to help with that. I mean, and plus you could spill it and it would be fine. Of course I didn't say anything. So I took a mat outside and some towels and I laid them on the ground and we have some shade in my backyard. So I'd make sure part of it was in the shade and I'd have sidewalk chalk and bubbles. And I even had like a little kitty plastic play pool that I would fill with water. And then I would just lay there (laughs) on the ground next to them and like tell them to like, okay, make me a treasure map. And I want you to like, I had to make up some crazy stories so that we could be outside and let them play. And I, cause they wanted me with them. Yeah. So I would try to like, that was my, but I could not like, I couldn't sit up and I couldn't stand up and I couldn't play with them, but I could sure as hell make it interesting. (laughs) And that's how I coped with it. Yeah. I figured it out. I, you know, bubbles and sidewalk chalk and a little kiddie pool filled with water and toys. And that's as good as it got for those boys. That sounds pretty fabulous. And they had a great time. Yeah. I mean, my youngest, like, didn't even realize that that I had cancer. They even came to see me in the hospital, like, you know, on several different occasions. But because I worked there, mm-hmm. I don't think, and, you know, my kids were all, they always come up to the hospital to see me and they know my friends who are doctors and, you know, my physicians were the same ones as my friends. And so it wasn't like, I mean, yes, I was the one that was in the bed that time mm-hmm. and I was in a different room than I was normally in. Like my office is downstairs. I was upstairs in a patient room, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't like so shocking for my children. So I think that actually helped them yeah, because it wasn't so unknown and so scary. And, and you know, I, I feel very fortunate to have that because if I didn't, I'm sure that being in the hospital and being around nurses and doctors and things like that could be scary for kids. Yeah. Definitely. But we wow. managed. I feel great today, and all of that sounds exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I cannot even imagine. Mm-mm. Nope. No. Not at all. Um, closing thoughts on shitting? Any <laughs> Anything you were dying to get out? <laughs> Bam! <laughs> Ooh. Girl, you're really like rolling through them today. I, oh, <laughs> we're all so good at those. All right, that's all I've got, honestly. I think that thank you for having me. Absolutely, thank you. Thank you for, for coming. coming. Yeah. So, Being... I was definitely tardy today. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. 
There's no penalty for being tardy. Yeah, right. No, after you've mm-hmm. had breast cancer, there's no penalty for anything. That's right. So <laughs> I'm on board with that. Yeah, Sweet. you are now part of that club. <laughs> I'm on you board know? with that. Yeah, friends of those who have had breast cancer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, this mm-hmm. has been breast cancer is boring. Thank you to Katie for being here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I guess stay regular out there. <laughs> oh, shits! You will shit. <laughs> oh, shits, you will shit. <laughs>